0: This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Nourish Your Health at Every Age. The choices we make every day impact our health for the good or the bad. This podcast series will feature guests who will share the latest information on how people of all ages may achieve optimal health and wellness. We tape in the offices of Raider Solutions, which offers a complete fleet of IT solutions for businesses of all sizes. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work, we understand. If you're wondering if Raider can help your business, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Our guest today is Tyler LaFleur, a performance coach and functional medicine practitioner. Through his company, HPHI, Tyler offers health coaching and executive performance coaching. His coaching transforms individuals and organizations by facilitating the learning of the discipline and self-mastery required to reach their goals and achieve outstanding levels of health and performance. Tyler earned a Bachelor of Science degree in nursing at UL Lafayette and he's certified as an exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine and as a certified functional medicine practitioner. He has a Master's in Leadership Arts and Science from the Thayer Institute. He's been in the health and wellness coaching industry for 12 years and continues to study under the leadership of Dr. Lee Thayer. Tyler LaFleur, welcome to this podcast, Nourish Your Health at Every Age. Thank you for joining us. Yeah,
1: thanks for the invite. This is awesome.
0: Well, I am honored to get to know you. I reached out to you um, with this dream of sharing information, not only about good health in South Louisiana, but good health overall, it doesn't matter where you are. But here we are in South Louisiana where there's a lot of temptations, a lot of gumbos and fried foods, and um, with the joie de vivre comes a lot of partying. Right. <laughs> and, and maybe some not so good habits. So you were highly recommended by our mutual friend, Vince Hayward of Camellia Beans. And every time we've spoken, I've, I've come away inspired. So I want to share you with others. I'm hoping we can do a series of podcasts where you can really teach me and others about different things we can do to achieve optimal health. So if you would talk about your background, how did you become um, a coach, a health coach and a personal achievement coach? It, it just it seems like it impacts so many areas of one's life.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't have... Uh... You know an extravagant reason why I got into this business um i yeah, I didn't have any health scares or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was essentially a younger brother to an extreme you know extremely successful athlete uh and I had little brother syndrome so oh, okay um throughout high school uh he was basically better than me, and I kind of pulled away. I started playing soccer and uh I didn't play football or baseball, and from there, I kind of fell into wanting to be uh bigger faster stronger than mm-hmm. him so i started working out uh sophomore year of high school and from there i i fell in love with weightlifting and mm-hmm. um went to school didn't know you know by the time we graduated really what i wanted to be um came into nursing uh met my wife uh and from there she's pretty much the only reason i finished uh nursing and
0: she coached you yes uh-huh. yes That's so wonderful
1: um uh, You know, I I stayed working out and and studying nutrition. Uh, Like I tell people, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm thoroughly obsessed Mm -hmm. with how food impacts the body. Right. Um, And then after college, uh, after graduation, I fell into a series of jobs that I worked in surgery. I worked on all the different floors. I worked ER. You saw a lot
0: of sick people, huh?
1: Yeah. And I knew within months that I would rather be on the proactive side Mm -hmm. instead of the reactive side.
2: Um,
1: And I basically went into a a surgeon's office and told them what I was looking to do, what my background was. Uh, After putting myself through college personal training, um, I had the, you know, the, I guess the personal training know-how and the Mm -hmm. nutritional know-how. And uh, they were starting up a biometric monitoring company. And we were essentially monitoring the vital signs of offshore workers from anywhere in the world. And when I went out in the field, and we were just doing it as a a safety feature, so we could see who was getting overuse injuries, heat related Mm -hmm. injuries, stuff like that. And when I was out in the field, I was talking to these roughnecks and these supervisors, and they were asking me a bunch of questions about health. So Every day we were out in the field and they were asking me, Well, what would you eat after doing X? Or what's your thoughts on maybe this type of shake? Or really, and so at the end of I think it was three months, it was a 12 week pilot. At the end of it, uh, one of the guys ended up losing like 50 something pounds. A couple of the guys quit smoking. Uh And the next phase of the pilot, what they realized was that this could be more than safety, it could be wellness. Yeah, um, and from there. Uh, a series of changing of ownership. Uh, I was pulled into the lab business, um, a toxicology lab, and I had to learn uh, a bunch of different areas of lab testing. And I found functional medicine from there. Um,
0: I want you to define that. I mean, I've, um, I'm really just becoming aware of what that is. And it's, uh, it's different than the traditional Medical model where you treat disease, right? Can right. You, can you define functional medicine?
1: Yeah. So functional medicine is essentially root cause analysis for the human body. So instead of you coming into my office and telling me uh, your symptoms, your aches, uh, you have high blood pressure, you have high cholesterol, and me just treating those symptoms, I get to the root of what that is. So you know, most people will tell you, well, I have family history. Mm-hmm. you just kind of move that aside. That's fine. (laughs) You have family history. But if we could pinpoint some of the choices that you're making Mm -hmm. that are resulting in high cholesterol, high blood pressure, whatever it may be, would you be willing to change that? That's essentially what I do, Right, is to say, if you want to change, then let's find it. And that's just low-hanging fruit. You know, it's a lot of functional medicine there's a lot of patients that come to us, you know, like me and Dr. Cobb, that they've seen a lot of physicians. And per their training and per the Western medicine model, they can't find solutions. They're so, really
0: looking just to treat a disease, right, Right, with and medication or whatever, um, probably recommending lifestyle changes. But most doctors aren't trained in nutrition or anything no. outside of the traditional medical model.
1: Right. And there's there's numerous lab tests that you can order that insurance is not gonna cover. Mm-hmm. But if you know which labs are doing it right and how to interpret those results, right. usually you can find some of those gaps that right. people are missing you know, on a day-to-day basis.
0: So you really enjoyed this. Once you got into it, you must have just felt like, I mean, how rewarding to help people find their own health.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it has me. Like I usually say with my executives, uh, there's a difference between having a purpose and mm-hmm. being had by a purpose. You know, one is, is exciting for a little while. And the other one just Mm -hmm. has you by the throat. And there's, there's no way I could escape doing what I do. That's why I enjoy it. You know, because it's usually there's, there's two patients that will come to see me. It's the ones that have seen all the different doctors, and Mm -hmm. they can't find a solution, and they're ready to do whatever it takes to find it. And then there's those that come that they know exactly what they need to do, and they just can't make themselves do it. So usually... That's that's the fun part, mm-hmm. is, is determining between those two. How you to know, motivate
0: well, the person. How to well, get them to motivate themselves. Correct. They have to want it.
1: Correct. You're smiling, yeah. saying yeah. motivate. Yeah. That's what I've asked you to define it. How would you define motivation? motivation?
0: You know, I think I'd have to, like you talked about being had. Um, for me, in the past, I've had to reach a crossroads where I realized if I don't do this now, it's just not going to happen. And time's gonna go on and nothing's gonna change. You know, I guess you have to, for me sometimes I have to be miserable before I get motivated. Right. I don't know if that's normal. But. It,
1: it is, but I would say it's more defined as necessity. What yeah. you just described to me was necessity. Yeah. And would most people, you know, that I say patients, mm-hmm. clients, they think that a coach is there to motivate you. So it's there. Oh, no, your, I don't
0: wanna have someone call me every day and prod me. Well, You, you I, have to be. That's right. You have to, I, I would want advice. But I guess some people do want you to prod them, huh? That's what they expect.
1: Yeah, that's what they expect. I'm not motivated to do so. And that's Mm -hmm. okay because you can't confer a benefit on an unwilling soul. So making sure on the front end, Mm -hmm. you came here with a problem. And are you saying and agreeing that you are responsible? That's your problem. right? right? Now, let's talk about some of the things you've done in the past Mm -hmm. and some of the things you haven't done. And let's go ahead and... And try those, I mean, but that's the that's the difference right I mean, most people say well you're you're here to motivate me mm-hmm. no 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 that's not that's not what I' do
0: you know, I was motivated in the past before my fortieth birthday. my father passed away, and he was um he was sixty eight and I think I mentioned this to you when we first met. he had uh, lost both legs to amputation because of diabetic complications. he was stroked out and um really had the last several years of his life were just a nightmare and when i turned 40 i remember it was a combination of fear and gratitude fearful i didn't want to experience when he and my mother you know she was diabetic also i didn't want to go through that but also i was grateful that i had my legs and i looked at my life differently because i thought if he he never walked he didn't monitor his um, blood sugar. He wasn't compliant. And at the end of his life, the past five, the last five years, he didn't really check his blood sugar or change his diet. I think he just thought, I'm just gonna live. Right. And he didn't live. It was taken from him. He was had by his own habits. And uh, it was, I was fearful of that because I heard people say, as you were saying, we tend to blame our family genetics and that had nothing to do with it at all. He was predisposed to diabetes but he could have made choices, I believe, that may have helped him have better quality of life. He may have still had the diabetes, but right. it could have been managed. That's and that, right. that was a turning point for me because I used to work out uh, for looks you know, to stay thin. And it flipped to more of a, um, a joy in movement. Right,
1: you and, know? and usually that's what we had discussed when we met. Mm-hmm. Usually if someone can have that type of perspective yeah. on what's the difference between lifespan and mm-hmm. health span.
0: And health span.
1: And so with science and, and modern technology, I mean, we, yeah. technically we could live to 120. Mm-hmm. Who wants to live from 70 to 120? In a bed That's or a right, wheelchair. just with medication, right. keeping your heart beating. And, Would you say that
0: again, lifespan?
1: Lifespan versus health span. One of them slowly trickles downward if you're looking at you know, an X and Y axis. Mm-hmm. The other one goes across the X axis and then falls sharply. So technically, we should get to the end of our lives and slowly, you know, I say Mm -hmm. within a year, go, not within 15 to 20 years. And that's Mm -hmm. what you see happening.
0: Right. So you've been in this industry um, for 12 years. When did you establish HPHI? When when did that come about?
1: So uh, while I was still, so my wife and I had moved to Mandeville uh, to be part of the the toxicology lab. Mm -hmm. And we had a consultant come in and that was my current partner Jamie Holmes and he uh, was part of the Thayer Institute before I was and there was a point in my career that I thought the more I knew the more effective I could be so the more science the more Mm -hmm. you know that's right if I could learn more about health Mm -hmm. and science you could make me well that's right I could (laughs) I could impart that somehow Uh and that's not the way it works. And I had to learn that the hard way that you can impart knowledge, not wisdom. And that's what, that's what us partnering together for your health is. I'm, I'm not here to teach you right. anything. I'm here to learn with you. That was kind of the, the change. Once I got pulled into uh, the Thayer Institute, Dr. Lee Thayer just yes. pretty much flipped mm-hmm. my perspective and understanding on health. He called me the placebo. So he would always come around and he would massage my shoulders and he's like, oh, the, the ultimate placebo that if you look a certain way, you basically think people are going to somehow listen to you mm-hmm. for the long haul. And he made me realize that it, it that doesn't affect people. It may catch their attention right. and they may say, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But over the long haul, mm-hmm. until you start asking the hard questions, people don't change.
0: So he teaches uh Tell me what he teaches i saw his website he's 90 years old is that correct yes he's 92 he, i think w- where does he live
1: in uh north carolina
0: so you didn't know about him till you partnered with jamie that's
1: right uh-huh and so once i came back uh to lafayette i was i was doing the health coaching and during that stint i, I the company that i was with we were all going through the institute well there was 14 in our class and you know, i think four mm-hmm. or five ended up graduating so there's a there's a bunch of people that drop out of it and it's because there's no Doctor Thayer teaches leadership. So all through his career he partnered with CEOs mm-hmm. to basically get in the trenches and make it happen. And grow it's how their the organization. Mind works. That's right. It's how it's you think.
0: Mastery of yourself. That's right. Yeah. It's That's very right. fascinating.
1: Well, and it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting perspective mm-hmm. because what you see all over the Internet now is, well, let me Google my symptoms or what my mm-hmm. diagnosis is or, yep. or keto. If you go back and look at keto diet and you see it's, it's little tiny blips on the Google radar, and then all of a sudden when it became a fad, yeah. it's like, oh, well, this is, this is how we're supposed to eat. Right, And that's right. and when people do it, they may have some success, but other people run into the problems. And the mm-hmm. people that run into those problems have to realize that every day, we're just living this experiment. If you're not basically keeping certain controls and then measuring your responses, mm-hmm. it, then just choose, just pick a book, pick it up, and, and read it and start doing that diet. And then say it didn't work for you. That's what most people do. Well, that didn't work for me. What does work for you? What will work for you? And if you want to find that, then let's find it. If not, then right, then you know, have fun making those excuses.
0: So the typical person that walks in, I, you coach men and women, right? And the typical person is what? Like who presents to you when they walk in the door?
1: Typical is probably between ages thirty and sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, either they have gone to their physician for the first time in quite some time. Um, and they were told something that they didn't like, um, or they have been doing a certain exercise program or a certain diet, mm-hmm. and they have plateaued. So they are not losing any more weight, their energy is crashing, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's the typical. And then basically when they come, I'll ask questions of what what are you expecting of this? And so there's this filtering process. And if someone says, well, you're gonna, give me a diet and a workout and you can tell me what to do that works and that that's that's not what i do that doesn't work so what i try to gauge is if we're a good fit it's because you're willing
2: mm-hmm.
1: to go in the trenches you're re- willing to say i'm going to exercise this way i'm going to eat this way this is how i'm currently doing things and it's not working for me so let's just make subtle changes so pretty much the premise of what i do is uh, minimal effective dose there's most people that will come, I want to train for a marathon. Okay, so what are you currently doing? Well, nothing. <laughs> right? So, God. and then you ask the question of why the marathon? Mm-hmm. And if it's to get healthy, stop. Right. Because that, that doesn't exist. That's, that's not the outcome.
0: That seems like the worst thing you could do. It usually you know? is. Uh-huh. There's,
1: there's a lot of the other types of clients that come to me are the ones who are very avid exercise enthusiasts. So they're doing triathlon, they're doing marathons, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they may be doing CrossFit. They well, want to
0: do an, they want to reach a different level of well, uh, they just, performance.
1: They started to feel really good mm-hmm. when they started doing that type of training right. or this type of diet. And what happens is, if you just stick to that one routine, and mm-hmm. you're not measuring things like recovery and HRV and, and your sleep and your hormones, mm-hmm. inflammation, all that stuff, if you're not looking at all those metrics, what are you gauging? You're just going off subjective data. And it's, well, I feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's what most people want to do at first. But then when they come see me, it's because they, they don't feel how they ought to be feeling. Mm-hmm. And when you start measuring, you know, say uh, a female doing CrossFit, you start measuring adrenal hormones and sex hormones, and you start to see how disrupted it is. I mean, there's no way you can have, you know, a three-month-old kid and you can work a full-time job. And you can do two workouts a day and you can only eat lettuce right and some fruits and sleep that's right right and if you're not measuring the right things i mean i've i've had a handful of clients that you know crudely i hate to be so crude but had to fire Mm -hmm. because when you tell someone you would think that if i told someone hey you need to exercise more right and eat less that's what most physicians will tell their patients but the reality is the people that come see me mm-hmm. is when you tell someone that is that ingrained and you say, hey, you need to exercise less and you need to eat more. Oh, no. And their mind just no. explodes. Yeah. That's right. right. I can't. It's just,
0: it's just, yeah.
1: But they're they're running uphill. They're a pill. But Yeah, but they're running uphill now. So oh. now you're telling them if you keep doing what you're doing, yeah. if your hormones aren't, you know, in line mm-hmm. and they aren't optimized, you're just, it's a slippery slope. Right. And
0: where do you learn all this? I mean, is this you you really have to do some alternative research and study, I would think.
1: Yeah, I I would say m- the majority of, of what I've learned is, is self taught, but mm-hmm. it's it's I mean, there's a lot of different experts out in the field. I mean yeah. there's there's you know but this is a
0: mainstream thoughts. Right. That's
1: right. I mean there's yeah. there's certain chiropractors and maybe cardiovascular guys or mm-hmm. gastrointestinal guys that they've converted because let's just say you were a cardiologist and then you have a heart attack now what yeah and so most people would say you have all
0: the knowledge that's
1: right well you think mm-hmm. you have you have emergency knowledge yeah. and what i tell most people is if you are having a heart attack or you get hit or you fall sleepwalking don't come
2: <laughs> don't
1: come don't come a mondo. thanks <joke>. Because I can't help that. And that's what people uh-huh. say, Well no, I'm I'm a hundred percent functional. I don't want Western medicine. My appendix ruptured last December and good luck. You know, good luck trying to put essential oils on yeah, your body man. and you heal. Need a that. Surgeon. Yeah. And that's that's what people misunderstand. But uh-huh. you can't just rely on surgery and medications and yeah. whatever you're seeing. You know, on TV and mm-hmm. advertisements. I mean, most of the research that's done today is fueled and funded by the dairy industry and Coca Cola yeah. and Nestle. And mm-hmm. so, what do you think is going to come of that? Right. You know, that's the scary part. That's right. how that's how most people are getting educated.
0: So, someone comes in. Uh, you interview them. You get to know them. And I guess in my mind, I keep on thinking, well balanced. You you are there to assist people to determine what they're willing to do and then steps that they can take if they choose that can help them get better health outcomes. Am I speaking, I'm trying to speak slowly because it's not just a plan that you come up with, it's a partnership.
1: Right, and I, I would say what I do differently is that I don't tell you what to do. What I want to do for the first few days, sometimes a week, is I want you to document everything Mm -hmm. you eat, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, supplements, medication. Without giving direction,
0: just uh, I'll give some, and I'll Uh tell
1: them, I coach from the ideal, so this is me telling you that if I see something based on what you told me your goals were, Mm -hmm. and based on lab work you may have done before coming to me, don't do that. (laughs) Replace it with this. Uh And then... There's two things happening in parallel. That's me seeing if I tell you what you ought to be doing, can you do it? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is let's see what you're currently doing because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on the first phone call and what people say is, well, I eat healthy. One is you probably don't know what that means, nor do I Mm -hmm. at a certain point, but then when I see it, it's not – I mean, most people, they overshoot with how much they're eating or how often they're drinking, Mm -hmm. right, or how big their servings are. But when you make someone take a picture of every single meal, I mean, most of the time I have to tell them, look, just track, Mm -hmm. track what you're doing and keep it in a spreadsheet and send it to me. But I want you to measure your weight daily while you're doing it. And seven days later, magically, right, they send you their food and, oh my God, I've lost five pounds. Uh Why might that be? And I mean, we're the easiest people to fool is yeah. ourselves, right? right? We lie to ourselves, we tell ourselves stories, we believe it, yeah. and we don't change. That's essentially what you're looking at, is to say, look, there's no, there's no feelings involved. We're looking mm-hmm. at Objective your, evidence. that's right, your yeah. present circumstances. Uh-huh. And that's what I tell people, your present circumstances. Let's start there. And then you have them log. And that's usually the habit. Mm-hmm. I have one guy I've been working with for going on 18 months now, and he does not need to send me his meals. It's usually the same things throughout the week. And he still does it. And when you ask him, it's, his it's replies, his, well, I, I'm, I'm human. If I don't, mm-hmm. I'm going to fall off. And that's not me doing anything. And that's where people, they misconceive, oh, well, you'll. if I work with you, I'm going to get better. Well, no, if you're accountable mm-hmm. to what you ought to be doing, you're going to succeed anyway. That's the people I want to work with. Right. Is, hey, we're going to yeah. We're going to partner on this.
0: Share best practices with them. That's right. So or most people, when they come in, um, it seems like when I was growing up, people didn't snack all the time. You know, like, and it became a big thing about you don't want your blood sugar to fluctuate and you need to eat a lot and drink all day. Like, most people grazing, are they eating, like, packaged foods like those health bars? You know, like, what what are you seeing? What do people think is healthy? Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? we think we know what healthy is. and
1: All oh, right. And yeah. it's based on what you've been told. So mm-hmm. throughout the 90s, you were told, hey, well, Carbs you need to, and, yeah, and you yeah, need to and eat snacking. constantly because if not, you're going to go into, quote unquote, mm-hmm. starvation mode.
0: I don't think so. Well, right, no. <laughs> which doesn't happen. But how many people do you know that have starved? Over, I mean, I, I don't mean to make light of it, but
1: over time, not in America. But, well, it's over time, too. Yeah. So if you're running 10 miles a day and you're only eating 500 calories yeah. you, over time, yeah, your mm-hmm. body's going to shut that down overnight that doesn't happen right. so that's usually the perception is well I'm I, I make healthy choices for snacks or mm-hmm. if I feel myself well yeah yes. and if well, what do you want me to do I'm starving you're not let's talk <laughs> about eating bigger meals and that's what I tell people is even from a vegetable perspective you hear that all the time eat more vegetables well usually someone's perception of what a you know a lot of vegetable is is just it's skewed so they may have like three broccoli florets. Oh no! Right, and yeah. that's when people tell me, "Well, I eat paleo." I'm like, "Okay, are you eating a sixteen ounce ribeye with three broccoli florets? Or Are you eating a four ounce, you know, tenderloin with a huge yeah. bowl, you know, a salad or something like that?" Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm looking for. But that's what you'll see is if you look at the current research, there's some that show if you eat breakfast you may burn more calories, you may lose a certain amount of fat. Mm-hmm. That's for people who weren't eating breakfast. Right. Well, then the people who have been eating breakfast, if you take it away and you have them do intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. they usually do really well. And so that's when people say, well, do you believe in breakfast or not? Well, that depends on if you're currently eating it. <laughs>
0: do you believe in breakfast? Um, I mean,
1: that's, that's what you see now. Intermittent fasting is, it's all the rage. Oh, it's big, I know. But you can't have, even we're talking about with CrossFit, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it was about four years back, Rich Fronig, who was, I mean, people who are listening to this, who watch CrossFit, he was the stud. Uh And whenever, you know, the paleo community was coming in hot that time, you know, uh, in the course of of CrossFit, and they they were interviewing him, and Mm -hmm. they were following him, and this guy's eating, you know, Pop-Tarts and all this stuff, but he's training three times a day. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's doing all this crazy activity, and people, their perception is, I'm just going to eat broccoli okay. and chicken breast and yeah. maybe some sweet potatoes and then I'm gonna compete at Against this that level guy, yeah. and it doesn't it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. and that's when basically my role is essentially to ask you the questions that either you don't want to ask yourself or that you don't want to answer. I don't want to face it. That's yeah. right.
0: You tell me speaking of documenting uh, when we met and I I think this would be very difficult for me to do but you recommended that people take a picture of themselves to show what they really look like. Because when we look in the mirror, we're not really seeing what we really look like. Is that right? I mean, aren't most of us in denial about the circumstances we're in. <laughs> right.
1: Well, you see that. How
0: thick our waist is. or yeah.
1: Well, you see that in pictures or you see that with certain lab work. So somebody that tells me, well, I'm super healthy. And look, I see this all the time with executives because they are confident. Mm-hmm. And I love. That's
0: nice to be confident. It is. Yes. But
1: if it's, if it's ignorant arrogance, mm-hmm. you're, you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you show them the lab work, Now you've got their attention because this is correlated with a stroke or a heart attack, which is mostly their biggest fear. It's not, well, I want a six pack. That's not what most of my executives Mm -hmm. want. They Mm -hmm. want to be able to gain their wealth and then provide for their family and see their grandkids and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But the other side of the story is it's not so much how you see yourself. It's the expectation of what you're going for. So I told you the story of most of the women would tell me, well, I want to look a certain way. Right. And that's their only goal. Mm-hmm. Well, when you ask them, send me a picture of your goals of who you want to look like, the body type. I mean, I have, you know, 60 year old women sending me, you know, Jessica Beale and yeah. Jessica Alba. And it's
0: that can't happen.
1: Well, no, because no. I'm not <laughs> Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a wizard. And that's mm-hmm. that's the the tough news. Yeah. Right. That's the hey, let's talk about why you want to look like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start scratching The scab, that's right, and that's when you get, most guys that come to me and I want a six pack, they don't want a six pack, they want to impress the other girls on spring break. And if it's it's a woman, and it's, well I want to look a certain way, you don't, you want to compete with your friends, and you want your husband to look at you a certain way. That's, when you start to get down to what Mm -hmm. is it you actually want from this coaching relationship health. Yeah. What does that mean? And I think that's the biggest thing that most people don't take the time to actually write down. You hear it in the executive world and the business world. Tell me your vision. And, and that may be cliche and some people take the time mm-hmm. to do it. But the reality is you go home and you take three days to define what health means to you. Then we'll carry this conversation because most of the time it's, I want to get healthy. Well, tell me what that is. Yeah. Right, And they don't – you don't know. And it changed for you. You said it.
0: It did. It changed. I wanted to be mobile. And I want to be mobile when I'm older. That's right. why I'm not a runner because I've just had hip and knee problems. And I know I need to probably pick up the pace. And I know that for me, cross-training, doing other things helps. Right. Know? Or
1: cycling or elliptical. Cycling, and there's so many different things yeah, now. weight
0: training. I don't do enough of it, but um, – I'm kind of glad we're doing this. I think I'm going to be motivated beyond what I have done. So to most of us, let's say like I'm, I'm 61 now and I'm sure you've got a lot of people my age that, you know, we probably still see ourselves as we were in our thirties when it was very easy to stay in shape and get in shape if we weren't, you know, and it's just not as easy. And I've told you this, you know, I know you're probably going, it is if you do what you have to do, but you hear these kind of sob stories, huh? Well, you know? and
1: it's, it's the reality that you're watching people face their relevance slipping away, mm-hmm. and if your relevance—if I work with, say, another coach, and they are, uh, say, a fitness model, and they get paid to look a certain way—yeah,
0: that's a tough person to. That's right. Compare but, yourself to, and
1: now they're having to maintain that. So their relevance in mm-hmm. this world is looking a certain way—not the good they're doing, mm-hmm. not how good of a dad or a husband. It's I have to look their a certain way.
0: Dimensions, yeah.
1: That's right. What and their then
0: hair looks like.
1: And then you have the other people that y- you have to you have to acknowledge that you're going to age, and if your goals don't change, mm-hmm. so what you talked about was functional. Okay, so. The same person in their 20s who can bench press and do all these yeah. pull-ups and if if that shifts you say well what would be functional for the next 20 years
2: mm-hmm.
1: let's talk about that like how much you know maybe it's deadlift how much can you deadlift can you get up off the floor you know like a turkish get up or something like that uh-huh. that, that those are functional movements uh-huh. that's going to help you get off the toilet when you're 80 yeah. right i i don't care that you can run 26 miles that, that doesn't impress anybody, and you'll probably need a hip replacement. Right. And right. That's, that's the perception, though, is I'm not as healthy mm-hmm. as her or him because they do Ironman or they run marathons. And I can tell you, I've done the cardiovascular blood work, and I've done the hormonal panels for all those people, and it's not good. Really? it usually is never good
0: what's a uh, askew like what
1: <clears throat> their adrenal hormones i mean they are they are overreaching a shot bad and mm-hmm. so you'll have the guys that can run 20 miles but then they're they're curious why they have ed you know why why don't i have sex drive and it, uh-huh. that that's a real thing and then you have women that they may look a certain way but their testosterone which you know for you women is 50 of it is produced in the adrenals well if that's shot mm-hmm. then you're gonna have to make some choices do you want to run or do you want your hormonal health as you age. And that is a tough question for people Mm. to answer.
0: So you have to be somewhat of a psychologist in a way. I guess that's what, um, is it Mr. Thayer or Dr. Thayer that is teaching you, you you have to work with the mysteries of the mind for the people that you're assisting. That's right. Because maybe some of them do just wanna look good. That's right. Maybe that's all they want.
1: And then, so we laugh, but if I get one of my executives that you know say, say like events, if mm-hmm. he hands my card to someone and they call me mm-hmm. and they say, well, I just, I want to look like this and I want to feel like X and I don't care about my health. This is just what I want. And mm-hmm. then I will tell them, well, that's okay. You you don't have to pay me. You can take steroids and cocaine. <laughs> well, and would <the, laughs> be the, a lot easier. Well, that's right. Yeah. But that's the reality. Well, no, no, I'm, you can't be serious. I am serious because mm-hmm. if all you want to do have is energy. get skinny and have energy <laughs> and you don't care about your health, then do that. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with lifestyle change. That's yeah. that's drugs. But,
0: so the functional medicine, you really are helping people function.
1: Right, and it's uh-huh. it's, it's figuring out what the actual problem is. right? And it, it's not always over-exercising. I mean, you have people that, especially today, they're working super stressful jobs, and they're not sleeping, and they're not paying mm-hmm. attention to what they ought to be. And, you know, having one glass of wine each night turns into two, turns into three, turns into... you know each and every night Mm -hmm. and when you see that slippery slope they're not recovering and then that's you're you're seeing those consequences Mm -hmm. come out in five to ten years that's when when people tell me can you believe he had a sudden heart attack like no there's no such thing if you look at the right lab work ahead of time Mm -hmm. you can get ahead of it and i haven't been proven wrong there is that if you do it at an early enough age you can see if you're on a bad a bad slope
0: right so let's talk about the that part of your service. As a nurse, I guess you're a nurse practitioner. Do you have to partner with a physician to be able to order the lab work? How does all that work? Do people come to you in conjunction with their doctor?
1: Yeah, they can. So um, I'm I'm just a nurse. I'm not a nurse well, practitioner. Not just a nurse, well, but <laughs> I know the nurse practitioners are laughing. I'm, I'm not a nurse practitioner. So uh, my uh, medical director, Dr. Ed Lafleur, mm-hmm. he... Uh, Being under him, I can order certain tests. Uh, I don't prescribe. That's Mm -hmm. his role if we need. But usually what I'm doing from a concierge perspective is, you know, you have a sinus infection and you need to see doc today. You don't Mm want to go wait. You know, most of my executives don't want to wait. Right. So I get them what they need Mm -hmm. uh, there. But as far as the testing goes, yeah, he has to
0: oversee. Mm -hmm. And then if you see, let's say somebody has some indication of heart problems or anything, then they, they go to Dr. Lafleur, you refer them out. I I know you probably work with them, but you're able to tell people you probably need to go. Yeah. If they're having, if they're having
1: symptoms, I mean, that's Uh one thing. I don't play, I don't play doctor. I don't play God that I can, I can help you. But if, if we're looking at blood work and I can see certain inflammatory markers and Mm -hmm. cholesterol particle counts, and you're willing to make those changes, then we're going to make those changes based on what I see. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to retest. And if we retest and you're moving in a good direction or you've cleared them up, Right, we're you know we okay. don't have to get on certain medication exactly. or preventative. Right,
0: it's... in future podcast, I want to be able to dive deeper with you about certain topics, you know, diets, um, whatever you want to talk about. But today, I'm really, really happy to be focusing on kind of the scope of what you do and the balanced approach that you take. Because I'm assuming when you're interviewing potential clients, you're also wanting to hear about the sleep that they do get, you know, their relationships, I guess their level of happiness with their life. I mean, do you, you sort through all those, you sort through all those types of things to kind of get a holistic picture of who you might be working with?
1: Yeah. And that that comes with time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Usually when I work with people, it's for a 30 day stint. Mm -hmm. And during those 30 days, my role is to try and get them to where they could do this on their own. So if, if I can pinpoint some of those problems and roadblocks and certain things you're doing that mm-hmm. you could change, I want to be able to put that on the table right, and talk about it. Uh, after those 30 days, usually we come back to the table, and th- people ask me, why don't you work with people for a six-month stint or a mm-hmm. three-month stint? And the reality is sometimes they don't want to move forward. They don't want actual, quote-unquote, coaching mm-hmm. right and then the other one is I may not want to work with them and that's just because if if my role is going to be to have you monitor what you're doing and if that's simple as a, a diet journal or wearing some sort of wearable and then give me your login so most of my executives have wearables so they either have a whoop oh, okay. band or an aura ring and I can log in an and aura I can ring Aura, yeah it's really? a it's a it's just a ring but yeah. it, it does skin temperature HRV it records sleep oh. movement And so if I'm looking at the actual data, Mm -hmm. that's the other piece is if you're traveling from LA back to New Orleans and your next day, you know, you wake up and you're like, well, I have a bunch of meetings and then I'm getting in the gym tomorrow. Well, if you show up, you wake up and you're a red, you're not going to the gym, right? You, you go to the gym whenever you're yellow, green. So that's the things that I, I try to put into perspective. Yeah, because if stress is stress. Uh So if you're not sleeping, that's stressful. If you're drinking too much, that's stressful. If you're eating a bunch of carbs and you're, you know, insulin insensitive, then that's stressful, right? If you hate your job, that's stressful. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that are stress. So what you're trying to do is say, I'm going to give my body a little bit of stress so that I can adapt. If you stress yourself and you don't come back up to baseline, you are technically over stressing the system. And that's that's the reality of what I'm talking about, I basically, see. it's well, I want to start exercising. Let's start. What are you doing? Well, I don't do anything. Start walking, right? <laughs> just start walking well, that's that's the case. I mean, most yeah. people they aren't they're they're you just shuffling sit there their kids take
0: notes like okay, you know <laughs>
1: well, I'm I told you, you know, I have some systems that I utilize that. I'm I'm documenting in a calendar Mm -hmm. conversations that we've had, or if you send me an email that's going on a certain date, and Mm -hmm. I have certain categories. You know, if it's nutrition, if it's sleep, if it's supplements, if it's lab tests, if it's, you know, certain snacks, whatever it may be, you document that stuff. And I've been doing it a while, so that if I see where someone is, Mm -hmm. and I slowly suggest certain things, they may be implementing it left and right. Well then, I can give it, you know, they want to drink through the fire hose or you just want to sip from the water fountain. That's that's kind of the difference. You have some people that come, they've sold their business and they do Your, not yeah, want, no. they they don't want to trade their their health for their wealth, right? They've done that enough. Yeah. So now it's you tell me what huh. I need to do in order to, quote, unquote, be healthy. And they'll say I want to run whatever lab work, and then you tell me what we need to do. And most of those guys, they they get it. That's, they get after that's it. That's wonderful. But that's that's yeah. the, the case. It may not be. Most people tell me, well, I can't go to a gym. And even Jamie, he'll laugh. listening to this. When I first coached him, what he told me, he's like, well, uh, I'm not working out and I'm drinking wine at night.
0: Right. Okay. And he was adamant. OK,
1: mm-hmm. we'll work around that until we can't. Mm-hmm. And we were able to work around it. And that was the reality. It wasn't. Well, no, this is my rule and I won't work with you. Yeah. If you choose not to listen to what I say, that's not the case. That's why I tell you, if you do what we agree to together, mm-hmm. you'll be successful. Not do what I tell you or else. Right. Because this is your problem. I'm just here to help facilitate, you know, right. life.
0: Well, I want to encourage people to go to your, your website. The name of the company, again, is HPHI. And on that site, you know, it talks about the health coaching and then also executive performance coaching. So there's a lot to what you do there's a lot of resources on your site that I think interesting reading and you know I kind of stalked you before this interview I was looking on Twitter and all the different things you post on Facebook and everything for HPHI and it's very inspirational there's a lot about getting enough sleep just common sense things that we all know but we're not doing yeah common you know. sense
1: isn't so common right
0: not not so common not in health <laughs> yeah yeah we're here with um, Jason Sikora, who you were um, mentioning earlier.
3: <laughs> My poor face. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: I love you. I, I know you've been writing, you've been writing notes. Do you have any questions? Yeah. Well, a couple,
3: a couple things here. Um, I, it did sound like a lot of what you're doing is really um, psychology and life coaching, um, I, I, okay. I mean, I, I know you're, you're working with people, but you have to learn about them first, right. and, and really get to into their head in order to help them. Um, so I just, I just found that fascinating. It's, it's like, yeah, you're,
1: you're a nurse, but you're also kind of a psychologist. Well, it's a proverbial mirror, right? And yeah, and you know, that our definition of caring, you know, in in this day and age, in in America is, well, I'm just gonna listen to what you have to say, and if your story is sad enough, then I'm gonna have empathy or sympathy Mm -hmm. for you. And those don't work for lasting change, right? And you know, Dr. Thayer, uh, I don't know who quoted it, but he always talks about uh, the definition of caring is not letting, say, not letting you default yourself. And that's what I try to tell people whenever we're working together is, look, I may ask some questions that are very uncomfortable, and I want mm-hmm. you to ask a bunch of questions that could be uncomfortable for me, but only by asking those questions can I see yep. what you're doing and how you respond and It's very interesting to listen to you know a quote unquote excuse from someone for not doing something or what they're going to do different and you can you can tell a lot about a person by either how much they log or how they respond to why they didn't and what got in the way and interesting it's, it's very yeah. interesting yeah um what's the best way for
3: somebody to get a hold of
1: you website or uh yeah email uh, info at hphi.life that comes directly to me
3: okay perfect uh, that's the easiest um i want to get back to wearables for a second because sure. like I, we've mentioned this in other podcasts i love my fitbit but what what are the more reliable ones that you've seen and if you were to recommend wearables for somebody
1: um just kind of where would you guide them this will be fun. So what are you looking to do? What are you looking to accomplish with your wearable? Um heartbeat, steps, sleep. Okay. So your heartbeat. You want you want to know what your heart rate does throughout the day? Yeah. Based on what? Like you want is that for exercise or is that for calorie burn or what? Uh, yeah. So sleep. Sleep, I would say Whoop is one. This is the band that I have. Okay. So Whoop is W-H-O-O-P. Okay. They have a monthly membership now, but their algorithm is built primarily for athletes. So if you are an avid exerciser, if you do endurance training, CrossFit, this essentially monitors your strain throughout the day. So I can see how hard you're actually going. I can see your heart rate. I can see your workouts. And then it measures recovery. So okay. sleep, recovery, and it, it puts it into a number and a percentage. Okay. Uh, An aura would be another one that does the same thing. Interesting.
3: Is there anything out there that measures um, throughout the day uh, blood pressure?
1: Uh, or do you do you have, Or
3: do you have to have a cuff? Uh,
1: yeah, I would say do a cuff just because based on the technology, it's not that accurate. I think there's some, some wrist yeah. wearables that, that'll do it. But I think they're trying to, uh, from what I've studied, they're trying to get it to where it doesn't have to actually blow up. They're mm-hmm. trying to shoot the same types of lasers into oh, okay. yeah to measure the arterial pressure. That makes sense. But I don't know any that do it reliably right okay. now. Yeah.
3: No, I know my wrist
1: one isn't nearly as good as my cuff. Right. That
3: it just it they it measures it it's off. Um, awesome. Um, and then this is kind of generic. Um, when it comes to nutrition, obviously everybody's different. Um, but are there certain foods that we just should be avoiding? Baseline. just like don't even go there, like potato chips or
0: and don't mention Borden's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean the the stuff you you read about, uh, you know, processed carbs and and uh, rancid acids. So anything, I mean, acids, rancid oils. So anything that you're you're frying foods in mm. I mean, that that creates the most inflammation. So uh, pretty much the worst thing you could eat is a fried processed carb. So okay. you know, most of most of your your packaged, you know, shelf goods, so I'm thinking like your chips, your Cheez Its, those all have very poor fats and mm-hmm. very processed carbs. So technically, if you're training super hard, and th- this can be a topic in a different mm-hmm. podcast, is that if you're insulin sensitive enough, so you're not on the diabetic spectrum, mm-hmm. you can eat a lot of those different foods, which is what we do in our 20s, mm-hmm. right? and then without the exercise, you lose that insulin sensitivity. So when you start eating those processed foods over and over and over again and you sleep less and less or less sound, then the next day you're going to crave more carbs oh, and, yeah. okay. and you're not as sensitive. You're, that's what a di- type 2 diabetic is. They're not as sensitive to their own insulin. So if you keep bathing, your, mm-hmm. your, your blood vessels in glucose, then you are going to produce more and more insulin and then stop becoming sensitive to it. So when people say your blood sugar looks good, on most tests, if you measured serum insulin, mm-hmm. you'd see a whole different picture. You would see that someone is about to become diabetic. Interesting. But those foods, like I said, that guy, you know, Rich Fronig, he was training as hard as he was. Most people that are running marathons, if you were to say, well, what should I eat? It's going to be different than these guys in here just sitting at a desk doing programming yeah two completely different things Mm -hmm. and that's why there's no one diet it's what's going to fit and how are you going to
3: respond yeah Yeah. that makes sense um well awesome thank you for being here today this is fascinating i i could probably write down 10 more questions but uh let's save some of those for some future interviews
0: there's so many opportunities and i wanted to um share a quote with you jason Um, i went on dr lee thayer's site and one of the quotes I liked was, most people prefer a problem they can't solve to a solution they don't like.
3: Oh, uh, interesting.
0: So, yeah. So we don't want to really face what we need to do. That's right. You know? And that, that goes back to what you do. You're helping us learn discipline and self-mastery. And I think the self-mastery is just probably one of the challenges in life.
1: Yeah, but choosing, you know, you choose the problems you want. And when people come to me that's the same thing. Give me some good advice. Well, like that quote, if you know the difference between Mm -hmm. good advice and bad advice, you don't need advice. And that's what people will tell you. Well, that's bad advice. Then you don't need good advice. If you know what it is, but that's how people, most people live their lives is they choose. They would prefer to say, I don't like that solution. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to keep the same problems that I've created.
0: And then nothing changes. That's right. I know. Tyler LaFleur, uh, HPHI. We have so much we can cover, and I want to thank you for being on. This is our second podcast for Nourish Your Health at Every Age, and I'm really looking forward to scratching the surface deeper and deeper about things, you know, not only sharing your experience, but some of the latest things you've seen. I'm sure some of your knowledge Whether or not we listen, we need to hear it so that we can at least be thinking about some lifestyle changes we might want to make. So thank you for joining us. And Jason Sikora, as always, um, thank you for taping this new Nourish Your Health podcast. So we're working on our website. I hope by the time this is out, you can go to nourishyourhealth.life. And uh, what is your your website again, please?
1: It's www.hphi.life.
0: .life. Yeah, I like that ending. It's a good way to go. So Hello, LaFleur. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners. On behalf of Nourish Your Health, this is Jan Swift.